Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. But several years ago, I had a, a uh, successful baseball team that I was coaching, uh, little kids. And they were together for so many years. And um, after the kids, you know, grew up, um, our baseball team was doing very well. And, and, and we had a, a great record for many years. And at the end of our run, when the kids got older and they started to play baseball in school, some coaches had asked me, how did I do it to keep all these kids together? You know, to keep going so many years without them breaking up. And, and, and one of the... One of the deals was that the parents were happy. You know, the, the, the parents were happy and it, it, it helped me in the long run, you know, having the parents happy. Uh, it kept our team together. The parents are the ones that, you know, have the money, they have the vehicle, they have access to, to make it or break it, you know. And uh, in Fanatic Angler Foundation, you know, we... We appreciate everyone, and it's important that when someone is involved with us, that that they're happy, and that they, uh, you know, can see the light and see the end of the tunnel. Um, and so that's why that's why our events are like that. I mean, you come out, you know, everyone gets recognized, and I mean, without you guys helping out and and others, I mean, it wouldn't be possible. So we're very grateful for that. Well, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be our first episode in 2021, and uh, we're kicking things off with a good friend of mine, Mr. Oscar Castillo, and talking all about what he's got going on with the Fin Addict Angler Foundation and what they're doing over in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, we're just coming off uh, a big event we had here in the Galveston area, and uh, right before we recorded this, and um, so... You know, really love what Oscar's doing. They're, they're bringing uh, fishing into communities and introducing people to fishing and teaching them all the different aspects about fishing and conservation and etiquette and being safe on and off the water and just doing a tremendous job uh, impacting their community in a positive way and providing opportunities for people while also doing a lot of fundraising and, and events for um veteran associations like heroes on the water and stuff so this is going to be a great show and uh can't wait for you guys to listen to it and with that being said let's jump right into the podcast and welcome oscar onto the show all right welcome to this week's episode we've got oscar castillo from the Fanatic Angler Foundation. Yes, sir. And uh, welcome, buddy. I know. Thank you for having us. 
Man, I've, I've been uh, wanting to get you on the show for oh, the last year. We've been trying to figure this out, and we finally just said, well, because uh, it's late now, and uh, so let's do it tonight and get it done. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I'm telling you, and we're actually coming off of a really uh, busy weekend, but uh, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad that we can do this because yeah. I know that uh, we've gone back and forth on, on getting this done. It's yep. a very good deal. And uh, what were we doing this weekend? We were at the Got Fish Expo. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Galveston Outdoor and Fishing Expo. Fishing Outdoor Expo. I can't remember. But, yeah, Got Fish Expo. Got Fish Expo. Put together by our good friends at uh, Joe Mohan from Chicken Boy Lures and Hunter Welch and Liz Welch from Fish Sticks Rods. And uh, this was really the, well, I won't say it's the first event since COVID started, but... um, I guess the Rockport show was probably, what, in Labor Day or something? Yeah, the Rockport but show was a Memorial Weekend of in 2020. Yep. But this is definitely, uh, I believe, the first show for 2021. Yeah. Right, when others sure. uh, canceled uh, their 2021 shows. And, and this one was created by uh, by Hunter and, and, and uh, his wife, Liz, and, and Joe with Chicken Boy. Yeah, man, it was awesome, man. It was so cool to see everybody again. And uh, I was commenting earlier before we had dinner a while ago. It's like, man, it was funny Thursday watching everybody set up because everybody was trying to figure out how to put their booths back together. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Taking the, the dust off of all of their equipment yeah. that they travel so, with. And, uh, you know, we weren't sure how many people would come out with everything going on. But, I mean, everybody was safe. I mean, masks were being worn Yeah, most people. And, and um, I mean... There was a uh, hand sanitizer uh, every so many feet. I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. about every 50 feet or something. There was yeah, a little table and booth. Pretty and much every booth had it everywhere. And I mean, everybody was taking as many precautions as they can because that's right. at some point you have to get back to life and you have to let these small businesses go out and make money and see people face to face. Yeah. And man, the crowds did not disappoint. It was, it was insane. So lots of people and... Uh, it was good to see that, and good to see everybody in the fish community back together again. So, it was a good weekend. It was. It and, was, um, man. And I'm glad that we were able to travel from San Antonio, Texas, up here, you know, to Santa Fe, right? The yep. Galveston County Expos yeah, in the, Santa Fe. The fairgrounds. Yeah, the fairgrounds. So, it was good. And um, and we were, we had our uh, our brigades booth right next to you. And yes. So, you know, I wanted to have you, you on the show, obviously, to talk about what you guys do at the Fanatic Foundation. And, um, but before we do that, like, kind of give us a background. I've known you for quite a while now. And um, just kind of give us a background on, on who you are, where you came from, you know, growing up. I mean, what got you interested in the outdoors, that kind of thing. And, right. and just kind of how, how it got to you guys starting this program that's changing so many lives now yeah so you know um i was born and raised and 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 it's crazy because when i talk about the fanatic angler foundation probably throughout this episode i will say we 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 and and i know that we're talking about myself personally but uh you know it's 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 there's a lot of people behind the scenes that make fanatic angler foundation what it is so i have always have a tendency of saying we us this and we that but um but talking a little bit about myself you know, I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and and I've always had a great passion for the outdoors. Um, I would have to say, not on a professional level, but just on a uh, on a local level. You know, my my passion for the outdoors 
kind of consisted uh it, it uh, consisted of fishing on the weekends and stuff like that and as as i got older you know it my passion just grew and grew and 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 i really enjoyed fishing man i mean we we did some hunting you know as as a as a family with uh grandparents and, and uncles and stuff like that but i i really really loved fishing and um fast forwarding you know growing up fishing we did a lot of freshwater fishing mm -hmm. in san antonio and in those areas but uh occasionally we'd go down to the salt water but um in 2000 in in 2011 i was uh fishing a big old shark tournament in corpus christi texas actually padre island national seashore and uh nice. and, and and on the way back from that shark tournament I was coming into town on, on, on that uh, Highway 37 there, going north, coming from Corpus to San Antonio, and we actually have a uh, power plant lake located right off of 37 called Bronick Lake, and um, that's where we grew up fishing on the on the shoreline, mm -hmm. and as we got older, you know, going out into the boat, uh, going out on the boat, fishing the Bronick Lake, and so when I was coming back from the shark tournament, I said, man, I think that we should have something here for the community um have a little fishing tournament and and let them kind of uh experience you know uh a good time a good fishing tournament with with some prizes and and bring out some some sponsors and and just bring it home is what i always say you know i wanted to bring things that were going on in corpus and and all up and down the gulf coast uh i wanted to bring those experiences to the people of san antonio and so that's how we started, man. We started, we started hosting fishing tournaments for uh, people that never had the opportunity to leave San Antonio or, or maybe never wanted to leave. And um, in 2015, I went down to the Bass Pro Shop in Pearland, Texas, and uh, they had a Parks and Rec. It was a Pearland Parks and Rec outdoor fishing event. Um, and as I walked around that event, I, I stopped by, and as I walked around, I noticed that kids, you know, some, some of the kids were on it, man. They knew what was going on. Their their parents or their guardians were there with them, and they were helping them out. Um, but along with that was others who didn't know what was happening. As far as, you know, uh, if, if their line was hung up and, and then their line busted, they didn't know what was next. They didn't know how to tie a hook. They didn't know, you know, different techniques as far as working the bobber and fishing high and fishing low. So when I saw that, I knew that those kids needed help. And uh, we went back to San Antonio and <clears throat> and started the Fanatic Angler Foundation. And here we are. Isn't that crazy how, you know, you see a need and then just like a light bulb goes off. And yeah. what year was that? 2015? Yeah, 2015, yeah. So here we are, 2021, and... Uh, you guys are, are rocking it and uh, last year you know everybody was set back with coronavirus and all that mess but but i uh, know you guys got a lot of events planned so so um you've got a great team around you yes like y'all do so much stuff and i mean it's just a big family with you guys and um it's it's i've always thought that was so cool about you, your group and um and you're, yeah we're very fortunate your guy you guys um your events you know are are very structured in a way that, um, you know, like you were saying, you know, showing different techniques and, and kind of in a step-by-step -step process and the different stations y'all have set up. So kind of talk about how y'all have your events set up. And I mean, cause they are a little bit different than some of the other ones that are going on 
you know, around the country if people have been to one. Yeah. You know, and, and some kind of angler ed type deal. That's right. So, so you know, in, in, in 2015, when we I came back to San Antonio after the Paralene event, and, and I kind of was, you know, looking in, into how would I start, you know, doing this. And um, the first place I went to was Texas Parks and Wildlife and uh, talked to those people. And they started to direct me in, in certain, you know, directions. And, and then I started to meet a whole bunch of great people. And they got me into the angler education program, 100% volunteer. And uh, I rocked it, man. I did everything I had to do, became area chief, you know, and uh, with Texas Parks and Wildlife. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, I did everything in, in, in my power to master their curriculum so that I could bring it home and, and, and that I could use it here uh in san antonio and so i went through all the steps and and then um i started doing um some little fishing events using social media and um not and in in, in the very beginning not really sanctioned or, or structured it was happy-go-lucky um you know, we would invite people to come fishing at the park and, and teach them how to tie knots and, and teach them different scenarios. And then we started to introduce, uh, we started to introduce like watershed and, and safety, you know, littering, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then, and I keep saying and then and then because it just keeps growing and growing and growing and changing with the times. But um, my mom came out to an event. And she was really surprised at, at, everyth at everything that was going on. And she asked me if I had ever thought about it becoming a nonprofit deal. And the first thing I said was, no, you know, that we just did this to, to have fun. And she says, well, you would never be able to grow, you know, without, without having structure. And so she's always taught us that growing up. And I knew that that was true. And so I had to make a had to make a choice, you know, if we were gonna just be doing these backyard things or actually go full full you know pledge with it and and uh, make it be the best that it can. So my mom decided to to open up the five hundred one c three, and that's how we started Fanatic Angler Foundation. And here we are, man. Wow. But um, it's 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 been a great ride. You know, we're constantly learning ourselves. Uh, especially now, you know, virtual is a big thing with the whole COVID. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, in our programs, I mean, we, we, we always, um, we always, you know, our, our, our first thing is to teach angler education. Um, and we just adapt. If we go to a pond, you know, we will teach kids that area. And if we go to the surf, you know, along the Gulf, uh coastline you know we'll we'll teach and preach what's going on there so you'll never find us in a freshwater pond teaching kids how to catch sharks you know <laughs> it just it just doesn't go <coughs> unless there's a sharknado oh yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you never know in yeah. texas that's right that's right <laughs> but yeah you know um part part of our success is is going out and which I mean, it, it could be a park, it could be a, a river bank, and we will we'll teach that surroundings, you know, and and, you can, and we can relate to it. Mm -hmm. um, everyone that attends can relate to it because we're in that actual setting. We have been surrounded, you know, on a pier with hardheads, and that's the topic, you know, yeah. that, and, and and it helps. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the only thing biting. That's 
That's what it is. Embrace it, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And safely. Right? So. Very true. If you've never, if you don't know what a hardhead catfish is, look it up. Oh, yeah. uh, Everybody. um, I want to say despises them, even though most people probably do. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of a nuisance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I I know if that, if that barb goes through your tire, man, it it will, it will let the air out. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty bad. So. Well, um, so, okay, so y'all have these angler education clinics that you guys are putting on, and um, you do all this other stuff, and a lot of the stuff y'all do, and, and I don't know if it's within the nonprofit side of it or if it's exterior. I mean, you've told me before, but um, all these other tournaments that you guys do and put on for for um, raising money and stuff to help with y'all's programming and then to help other groups as well. Like I know you guys are heavily involved with Heroes on the Water and uh, yes. some other some other things. And uh, so kind of talk about that. Man, we're involved with uh, Coastal Brigade. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's our Texas deal. Texas Brigade, sure. yeah. yes. Yep. Um, we're, we're very uh, grateful, you know, to um, be able to, to fundraise and and collect money um we've given out scholarships mm-hmm. before you know to the brigades and and some cadets there uh we do we are a part of the heroes on the water san antonio chapter and you know we help out there as well we do a lot of community events um you know we give out rod and reels to kids that that uh in so many words would wouldn't be able to afford it you know yeah, we we help out tremendously, and not only that, we do toy drives, and I always tell, I you know, we do um, uh, toy drives, you know, around the holidays, but also, you know, just in general. I mean, we might have to do one tomorrow. We never know. Yeah, but we we help out with the community, and you know, one thing about when we started the Fanatic Angler Foundation was we had to come up with a three-year plan and a five-year plan, and um, it was kind of new to me making plans without knowing for sure what was going to happen but we had to set a goal you know we, we had to set a goal and and something to shoot forward you know to and, and something to to look up to and so we did you know and, and we have goals now and so a lot of our um a lot of our fundraising and stuff like that i mean all we do is pay it forward fanatic angler foundation actually is a hundred percent volunteers um i you know for our board members and we have committee members they eat sleep and breathe fanatic and help out tremendously but in in all reality no one gets paid and the reason for that is because we have an ultimate goal you know to to open up a facility and to do certain things and uh we're working on it man we're working on it yeah y'all will get there you know and um, y'all started um actually having some really nice big banquets which is really cool i mean it's just like a big old party you know all your supporters and stuff and i've been really you know blessed to help help you guys you know with that yes we're very grateful and, for you yes sir. and um you know just just love coming over there and going to that and seeing everybody and uh it's cool i mean there's so many good things to be said about what y'all do so you know, you, you know I'll, I'll i'll tell you um um I, w- I wouldn't say a secret man because i do share this but several years ago, I had a a uh, successful baseball team that I was coaching, um, little kids. And they were together for so many years. And um, after the kids, you know, grew up, um, our baseball team was doing very well. 
and 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 we had a, a great record for many years and at the end of our run when the kids got older and they started to play baseball in school some coaches had asked me how did i do it to keep all these kids together you know to keep going so many years without them breaking up mm-hmm. and 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 one of the one of the deals was that the parents were happy you know the 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 parents were happy and it 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 helped me in the long run you know having the parents happy uh it kept our team together the parents are the ones that you know have the money they have the vehicle they have access to to make it or break it you know and uh, in fanatic angler foundation you know we we appreciate everyone and it's important that when someone is involved with us that that they're happy and that they uh you know can see the light and see the end of the tunnel um and so that's why that's why our events are like that i mean you come out you know everyone gets recognized and i mean without you guys helping out and and others i mean it wouldn't be possible so we're very grateful for that yeah yeah well that's awesome um so you know how 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 many um events on average do you think you guys did pre-covid oh man i mean it was a bunch yeah it was a bunch you know and 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 it 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 ranged you know it ranged from us having uh community events having two to three hundred and fifty people show up on a saturday morning and us you know setting our stations up along the san antonio river and, and and other areas um and you know those the big community events. Um, oh man, we probably had about twelve a year, and and that's and that's teaming up with Texas Parks and Wildlife. You know, also the mm-hmm. San Antonio River Authority. That's with us promoting um, fishing in neighborhood, you know, ponds and and different areas. But you know, um, aside from those events, I mean, we did we did several veterans events you know we took veterans out fishing we uh, did some special needs programs uh shoot from ingleside texas to san antonio to shirts you know selma area yeah. so we we've done special needs um fishing clinics we've done veterans events fishing events you know along with our our regular schedule of the family and fun fishing events mm. but we uh spread out <laughs> Yes. So, so um, do you ever get time to go play these days? Because I mean, you're holding down a full time job as well. Yes. And uh, um, so you know, I always tell people you need to be careful what you ask for because <laughs> <laughs> I know when we started this, I said, "Man, all I want to do is have events on the river, on the San Antonio River." Those guys did a big, huge remodel. It's beautiful, you know, it's a long stretch. And um I, I said that's all I want and, and, and man Fanatic Angler Foundation gets a gets a contract with them and I said all I wanna do is you know, I just wanna partner up with Texas Parks and Wildlife and, and, and that, that went through and everything that I asked for kept happening. All I wanted to do was programs with uh, children's homes and uh you know we we tried to get into children's homes for two years, and finally we got in. And, and you know, that's 100 miles an hour. We do that now as well. Mm. But um, 
I tell people you have to be careful what you ask for because, you know, all I, ever want, all I ever wanted to do was be in the Fiesta Flambeau night parade, you know, with Fanatic Angler Foundation. And we've been in that three years in a row, you know, and we even won second place last year. But um, uh, actually 2019 because 2020 did not happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, you know, any, any, any time that we can do something – um, to get the word out about angler education, you know, invite kids and, and families to come fishing with us, like, we'll do it. And, we, you know, we were in the Fiesta Flambeau Night Parade. Uh, we've been to the Poteet Strawberry Festival just all over, all, all over South Texas, uh, Central Texas. We did some events in Corpus Christi, Rockport. You know, here we are today in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. So anything and everything we'll try it but always be careful what you ask for <laughs> we've actually been very fortunate and, and have basically gotten everything that we've asked for yeah we've been able to take uh special needs kids fishing i mean just on and on and on yeah yeah and uh and it's funny because uh some of the lakes over near san antonio are freshwater lakes but they've also are stocked with red drum redfish Red and uh, it's, it's so cool uh, seeing you guys go over there and have these tournaments and all, and just fishing in general, and just catching these redfish in these lakes and and uh, very true, very true. Yeah, San Antonio's a, a very uh, very lucky, and and you know we didn't know how lucky we were to have these freshwater red drum in our two power plant lakes, but uh, as we got older, you know, we started to realize how lucky we were because. And in, in in a sense, you know, not not ever leaving San Antonio much. That's all we knew was a two power plant lakes, mm-hmm. and um, with those red drum being fresh water, the the regulations on it is twenty inches and over. And so, for a freshwater red drum, there's no max and there's no tag, you know, for anything that you would think would yeah. would, would be like for saltwater over twenty eight inches. Yeah. Um, so all, all all we knew was you know thirty and forty inch redfish, and and I, and I think part of those redfish growing so fast is because you know the 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 saying is that they don't breed you know they um, they actually bring them they bring those redfish from the hatchery from Texas Parks and Wildlife Hatchery mm. and they put them in there and and because there's no salinity in the water um, they don't breed man all they do is grow the water's warm. For the most part, throughout the year, and uh, they just grow and they grow fast and they grow big. Yeah, what's the biggest y'all have caught up there? I mean, y'all catch a lot of what we would call slots. Yes, that I see. But I mean, y'all catch. I mean, still now catch a lot of the bigger. Yeah, so so you know, I I would say actually, and in in the last couple of years, we have not seen a forty inch. In the last couple of years, is probably like the last five years. You know, we have not seen a 40-inch redfish. Um, but back in the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s, it was very, very common. And I think what happened was, you know, back in the 80s and, and 70s, 80s, and even the, the 90s, the, the people that were catching the 40-inch redfish and even the 35-inch redfish over there in San Antonio, uh, the ones that were catching those fish were the ones that were actually spending a lot, a lot of time out there and learning, right? Because these, these fish are, are along along the Gulf, you know, you, you can find them, especially in the Bay Areas, you find them like in a foot of water or something like that. Yeah. And so for us, man, we were finding them like in 14 feet, 25 feet, 
you know, they uh, they would be suspended maybe like what you know in 40 feet of water they would be suspended like at 20 feet or 25 and what happened was you know there was a lot of 40s but the people that would catch them would be the ones that would spend a lot of time out there learning learning you know the theory behind the method the reason why the redfish and and for us man they eat crawfish (laughs) the redfish love crawfish over there you know and 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 shad and stuff like that but then what happened was social media came out. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> double-edged sword. Yeah, so when social media came out, you know, people would say, I'm catching redfish in 14 feet of water on shrimp. And so anybody could go out at that time, at that particular month, and just nail them. And half of the people didn't know why. You know, they just knew that it said on the Internet to do this and that. And so a lot of fish were taken out. And, and you know, with, with, with that being a lake... You know, the fish only have so many places to go. Yeah. It's not like, you know, our bay systems and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the, you know, along the Gulf. So it, it's a big game changer. But we still have several, you know, 30-inch, 35-inch redfish. Yeah, man. Yeah. Really good stuff. Hmm. So growing growing up, um, like what was your favorite thing to fish for? Oh, man. Starting out, I would have to say bass. Yeah. Yeah, big bass fishermen. Love bass fishing. Yeah. Nice. But I would I will say one thing. You know, I was I was uh born and raised and knew only of like fishing on the bank for for several years. Mm-hmm. And um so fishing off the bank, you know, you have months uh for different kinds of fishing, cat fishing, you know, red fishing and and, and also in the power plant lakes that we were fishing in San Antonio, uh, we have the hybrid stripers. Right. So you know those those run. Uh, they have their they have their moments uh, of, of fame, and uh, so we would learn to fish several months for one species, and then switch over to another, and switch over to another. But um, coming out of high school, I did get my first bass boat and uh, forty horsepower. And I just thought I was king of the hill, man, going like 22 miles an hour in a, in a 17-foot Aluma craft, you know, um, thinking that I was just king of the hill. I mean, king of the water. Um, and I went to my first bass fishing tournament at Choke Canyon. And that that king of the water, man, lasted for about five seconds after they blew the horn. And I was the last one to get to the hole. <laughs> But, um, you know, throughout the years, you know, I went from a a 40 horsepower to a 90 to a 200. And, uh, you know, I went from a a handheld throttle to a hot foot when I got the 200. But um, I fished fished in that bass boat many, 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 many years. And then probably here we are and we're just coming into 2021. And, you know, the last nine years i started fishing off of a kayak and uh, a kayak is so much um i don't know if the word is like stealth but um it's neat man it's just you know kayak fishing is so neat it's definitely different um you don't waste so much fuel right there's no fuel to waste except for (laughs) your body (laughs) yeah your body fuel but you know it's it's amazing man i wish that i would have done kayak fishing first and then jumped on the boat because because when i went from the land 
when I went from the, you know, the land, the shore to the boat, it was about going faster, 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 faster. And I think about all the fish that I probably literally, you know, drove over. Right. Uh, kayak fishing, man. I'll be fishing coves. And, I, and I'll see the boat come in and come out and not catch anything. And I can hear them, you know, there's nothing here. And as soon as they come out of that cove, you know, I'm in my kayak uh, really, really trying to understand the patient, you know, fishing game. And uh, I'd, I'd, I'd catch a two-pounder, you know, catch a two-pounder, a three-pounder. And I sat there and thought, man, that was me on that boat just going in and out. And there's nothing here. And, and go to the next spot and go to the next spot. Mm. But, yeah, I, I love it. You know, I love I love all kinds of fishing, all kinds of fishing. Yeah, and you and uh, you and your buddy Albert do a lot of tournament fishing now, right? Yeah, we, we yeah we do. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we love. We are, love. Uh, we're definitely pretty good and successful at it. Yeah, man, so. we love it. We love it. It's a lot of years, and you know, it's, it's like. Um, I mean the the thing about fishing is um, all all you can do, you know, especially even like tournament fishing. I mean, man, there's so many good people out there, and there's only one winner, you know. Mm. But I mean, golly. There's so many good fishermen out there, and and if it's your day, you know, and your time, it's you know just enjoy it because you'll go out the next day and get skunked. You, yeah. it's just, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It's fishing, you know. Yep. So you make you make the best of it. You you know you have the best time that you can and and enjoy it. And you know we we you, people say you know you either win or you lose, and we say man you win or you, you know you win or you learn. And that's a that's a great way to to look at it until you start learning so much and you're going broke, right? Because you're not yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, we're all broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. But yeah, it's always good to be out there and learn something. Yeah. So yeah, y'all really um, taking the kayak thing to a whole nother level and stuff. And uh, what kind of what kind of kayaks y'all running right now? Vibe. Vibes, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we're, we're running Vibe kayaks, and they had just came out with the Shearwater, you know, their pedal drive, and yeah, that thing. we're loving it. When we were at ICAST last time, that was yes the hottest thing there. So that's right. Um, but, that's right. Uh, now y'all um y'all had opened up uh, a shop. We did right. What two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago we opened up a Fancy Fin Pro Shop, and and we sell the Vibe kayaks out of there. Um, and, and, and really that's the only kayak we sell. You know, we never had any intentions on opening up a kayak shop because our Fanatic Angler Foundation is so busy. Mm. But 
um you know the vibe kayaks it's it's like second nature to us that's what we paddle and so it's easy for us to talk about them it's easy for us to answer any questions about them yeah you know and for the most part man they sell themselves we don't have to and, and vibe you know i don't i don't fish kayaks but i do know that vibe has a reputation for being you know something that that everybody can afford to use that's right you know because the kayak market has ex- exploded and expanded so much i mean some of these are like buying a boat <laughs> yeah i know man i know and, and and if you if you're not careful you get caught up in that yeah man you get caught up in that you know and and you know one one thing about us and in our success is that we we continue to treat people the way that we want to be treated right so even like you mentioned earlier about our banquets and, and you know, and how we have a great time, and we have food, and and you know, we we have music and stuff like that, um, because that that's how we want to be treated. You know, we we would like a good meal, and you know, we would like good hospitality, and so the the vibe, you know, kayak, um, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not the cheapest, it's not the most expensive. You know, it's something that I that I would like to to pay and, and you know and it's a good quality and it's a good deal and everybody loves a good deal man yeah everybody they, they, loves they a good are, deal they are super popular now so. and so that and so that's why it, it was easy for us to carry them is because they, they sell themselves yeah we don't have to you know so, we don't have to push them down so and i want to bring this up so looking back at the last at this past year since march february last year you know, initially the shock from what happened with this pandemic that they call yes, um, scared the literal crap out of everybody right off the bat. You know, and it did. nobody knew what to do. You know, there were a lot of people panicking. There was a lot of jobs lost, yeah. and it really hit the fishing industry very hard initially. But it seemed like about May, and I noticed this with my charter that almost like the floodgates opened people were so tired of being pinned up at home and not you know not knowing what's going on no contact with the outside world it seemed like i mean it was just such a strange time everybody decided to go outdoors at the same time across the united states and i mean the charter industry was just the busiest i've ever seen it i mean my phone never quit ringing um, you couldn't find a kayak anywhere. You couldn't find a fishing pole. You couldn't find bicycles, tents, RVs, boats, anything. Yeah, like I was gonna, I was gonna mention up. boats. I heard you couldn't find trolley motors. I mean, like, and even today, I mean, it's still you know they're trying to recuperate months right? out on yeah. all this stuff. And I mean, it's almost like this became like the best shot in the arm for the fishing industry has ever seen. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, I would and have hopefully to agree. It will sustain it. You know, and and keep these people in the outdoors. What do you think about that? I think so. You know, I, I and you know, there's there's never really a good time for for anything like 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 that. You know, the COVID nineteen to happen. You know, well, there's never any. I mean, I would think that there's never a perfect time for something like that to happen to where we can just stop it instantly. You know, it was a, it was a crazy deal. And um, but one thing that I did see 
is that when it happened, you know, there was several state parks that had just been remodeled. You know, there there was there was a lot of really nice outdoor facilities within community parks and stuff like that. You know, um, the hiking and 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 biking uh, trails, you know, were popping up everywhere. And and so when this happened, you know, uh, a lot of these people that went from being indoors and going outdoors with not much experience, they actually, they actually, I can't say had it made, you know, but they actually walked into some really nice places, mm. you know, and, and, and I think that had a lot to do with um, just with, you know, the, the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there was so many trails, you know, there's, there's a, I mean, we're in Texas, man, and it's, it's beautiful. You know, there's, there's a lot of land. There's a lot of uh, a lot of you know rivers. I mean, the fall you know the fall comes around and all those trees and everything um, produces their colors and it's really neat. Yeah, really yeah. neat. Lots of opportunities here. That's right. And no matter what you want to do outside and and uh, man, it was just so cool to see. I mean, people literally were, you know. I, t- I tell you putting what, social media down and getting out as families and, and with their friends. That's right. So I think what happened was when the pandemic first hit, uh, and everyone stayed home and everyone gained weight. I believe. <laughs> I know we did. It was bad, man. It was we bad. Were talking about earlier, they were eating too many uh, crisp, crispy dogs. Is that what you crispy call Crispy dogs. <laughs> yes. So then we started uh, hashtagging quarantine weight, <laughs> quarantine yeah. weight, because we did, you know, we we stayed home, we cooked and and stayed home and cooked and and um, prior to that, you know, we were on the road all the time and 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 pulling our trailers and and doing all these uh, fishing events, but uh, when the pandemic hit, man, we did stay home for a long time. And uh, try to figure out what we were going to do and how we were going to do it, how we were going to keep things going. Um, and, man, we ate. We ate and we <laughs> ate and we ate. So then it was like, all right, you know, it's time to, it's time to, to get, get back out. To let's, get out, yeah. yeah. Get out. But it's really good. I mean, we're making the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, it, it shut the industry down from a standpoint of, of all these show industry shows and in in the market and and stuff for these in person events and but man just very true you know everybody kind of looked at it and was like you know what better way to quarantine yourself than to be out on the water on the boat away from most people and 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 go out in nature and camp and hike and travel to places where there's not a lot of people at and that's right and um, so and 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 that's why. Um that's you know I, I I think about it sometimes and I said man you know the Fanatic Angler Foundation I hope that we did a great job you know in in, in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 um, I hope we did a great job you know at all of our events and and I know that we touched you know many many um, of people's lives and and you know we helped so many people to understand fishing and and the concept and you know the outdoors check for ants and you know just just be careful with your surroundings and 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 i hope that they were able to apply it in this situation you know yeah so i know y'all did y'all y'all do a fabulous job so but um so what is um let's kind of talk about the future you know what do you guys have planned for this upcoming year here in 2021 and and are y'all kind of 
getting back into the swing of things with in-person stuff or so so we are man you know and first and foremost we are just like rolling with the punches right um 2000 you know 19 was our biggest year every year every year was our biggest year you know compared to the year before so we went 17 18 19 and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and we were covering more area um and so for 2020 we had a huge calendar you know and it was already full in 2019 our 2020 calendar was full um and then when the pandemic hit shut everything down you know we were we were on standby for so many things everything mm-hmm. was being canceled left and right but what we did was we started to um educate ourselves with the covid 19 you know and and, and all the all uh, everything that goes with it and, and all the precautions you know and stuff like that and then we started to put it with our curriculum that we had going on and we started taking you know small numbers uh groups of two or three like a a family or something and we'd take them fishing and we'd practice social distancing it was very awkward but everyone understood and you know we uh broke the ice early we broke the ice and and we started doing fishing events and using rod and reels and cleaning them and wiping them down and and just you know taking the best precaution that we could and that we knew of and uh, we got out and, you know, we started taking people fishing. But for 2021, the only thing that we could do, considering the situation that we're in, is just transfer our 2020 calendar. You know, everything mm-hmm. everything that our 2020 calendar had, we just transferred it over to 2021. And we just kind of um, put in dates that were previously used for certain events. And we have a we actually have a 2021 calendar, you know we we have it we have all these events on there and we're just taking them one at a time, but we had to do that because we needed something to shoot forward to, you know we needed yeah. something to look forward to, um, and so that's where we're at. You know, is anything set in stone? No, not really. But we have a lot of events scheduled, and if we can do it, we're definitely doing them because we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. But but that's that's like all that we could do in this situation. It's just be ready because if they lift the band tomorrow, we're ready, man. And if they don't do it for the, another two months, we're, we're still ready. Mm. And, that, and and that's the best that we can do on our part. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you can do right now. I know. I mean, you, you can't plan anything and, you know, and just expect it to be, it's going to happen, you know, because yep. you don't know day to day still now. But it, it does seem like things have, have um you know, with the precautions and with the vaccine coming out now, and that's right, and things are starting to look like you know maybe, maybe we'll start to probably never get back to the way it was before, but um, in in the exact shape and form it was, but uh, start opening back up in somewhat of a normal schedule you know where people can can get out and do things you know it's like i can't wait man i mean they're gonna let people go back to the baseball games this year and that's right and um and stuff and and uh what is what is the biggest thing you miss since all this happened like being able not to go do oh man the biggest thing i don't know (laughs) i know what mine is you do? Yeah. Man, what is yours? Going to concerts. <laughs> Man, yeah, right? Yeah, concerts. So, I, mean, I love going to see live music. 
and this has been killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't, um, you know, with, with so many things that, that, that go on, uh, in, in the world. So this was our, uh, uh, what what do they call this? Was this our election year? For, yeah, for past year, yep. yeah, for like for, for presidency and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you, you know, with all you that, missed, you missed all that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that that was one of my goals <laughs> was to miss all that. Yeah, and 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 you know, um, uh, man, we just it, it's 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 amazing and it's super duper hard and it's not always a hundred percent. But you know, we we try to just focus on the good stuff. Because man, I you know I, I I I probably have a list of things that I miss, you know, but I, I really don't care to focus on that. And we we just focus on what's in front of us. Like this weekend, we had a great time with you guys and everyone else, and you know, um, we just try to focus on all the good stuff and make the best of what we got, man. Yeah, that's a good. Big way time. To look at it, so because it's hard, man. I'm sure that. You know, I probably do have a list of things that I miss and 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 that I, I I hope you know get back to normal. But man, I don't know. I have a feeling it would it would make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I honestly can't believe we're still talking about this. I mean, I, I mean, I remember I know. doing podcasts like last last spring, and we were talking about this mess. And oh here man, we are January next year, and and we're still talking about it. So yes. And who, I mean, I hope we're not talking about it next January, but hopefully we're talking about it in the past tense. But I hope so. Um, you know, um, God, it's just this is crazy times. But it you is. know, I mean, we're still finding a way to get out and help people, and yes. educate them, and provide opportunities to get kids and families in the great outdoors. And um, to us, I mean, to you and me, and, and so many other people, I mean that that's that's the success. You know, I mean, that's why we do what we do. Yes, so, very true, man. Very true. But, um, but, uh, yeah, and, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, they're going to try to have ICAST this summer. Yeah, and, that. um, so I'm hoping we get to make our annual road trip to Orlando. Yes. And, uh, see some of our friends from, from everywhere across the country. And, you know, it's always funny. We go over there and we're always, you know, we see all these people from back home here. Yeah. Like, oh, why don't I have to drive all the way over to Florida to That's get right. five minutes with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're 30 minutes away or whatever. But uh, it's crazy. very true. Um, but man, those are always good trips, man. And yes, um, you know, we do a lot of that. You know, we going over there and and um, doing some networking and, and just meeting people and trying to get support for our programs and stuff. And yeah, and and, and you know, and I I know, and and you know. Um, I ICAST is is one of those events where we get to thank the people that help us yep. all year, right? Yep. I mean, you know, Absolutely. so many people give to us, uh, and that's because we've never met them. You know, it's through an email, and um, we will, you know, ask them to look at at maybe pictures or or maybe look at this letter that we wrote about our program, whether it's, you know, the Coastal Brigades or Fanatic Angler Foundation, and we tell them a a little bit about ourselves. And and just on on words and pictures, they uh, make a decision and they donate to us and they help us and they give us product, you know, and they or they give us discounts and they just get us one one step closer 
to uh, what we are trying to achieve. But ICAST is one of those places where we get to actually meet them in person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and thank them. And, and, uh, and, they don't, and they don't get that a lot. No. Because they tell us that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody's that's always right. got their hand up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, that's one of the things that we talked about when we went over there is like, how do we, how do we do that? You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll take them, you know, some shirts and stuff and just think that, shake their hand and, and um, yeah, exactly. Just, just, you know, and then they really appreciate that. And you can tell, you know, when they figure out what crazy person is trying to come up and talk to them now. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, true. And we made some good friends over there and a lot of yes. great connections. So, I mean, that's a, that's definitely the place to get it done and, uh, and to carry those on out throughout the year. So yeah, very grateful for that time. But um, yeah, and, and hopefully we'll have the Houston fishing show here in April, which uh, if anybody is in town for that, man, it's like the biggest, uh, it's like the largest consumer as far as attendance, I think fishing show in the country, I believe still somewhere. Um, yeah. I mean, they have, I mean, it's you know, a hundred thousand people or something show up <laughs> to that thing. Cause that thing's packed for a five day show, man. It's packed every day. Yes. So, and, uh, um, but, uh, well, man, um, we've been on here pushing almost 50 minutes, but, uh, you know, it's outside. I think another cold front came through cause it got cold out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. But I'm very grateful to do this, man. Thank you very much for yeah, having I us. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on and, um, um, tell us real quick and just let everybody know, um, you know, where they can find out about you and the foundation and, and don't try to look up Oscar Castillo on uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, what do you yeah. go by? Shimano pin. <laughs> shimano pin yeah so look up shimano pin and that's uh, right yeah, yeah but we have yeah. a facebook my personal facebook is shimano pin and that's a that's a long story right maybe another podcast yeah, or something right. <laughs> but uh, uh my name is oscar castillo and and i'm the executive director for fanatic angler foundation and you know we have a website fanaticangler.org um and you know the the, the name fanatic was brought up because we just love fishing in general i mean there was you know there was a a weekend where friday and saturday we were fishing for sharks on the beach and came home saturday night and sunday morning we were bass fishing you know we we picked up and came back home uh we were in the gulf coast and and then we came back home to san antonio and we were bass fishing on the river and then i think like the following I think that was on Sunday, and then on Tuesday, we were catfishing. <laughs> so on Thursday, you know, we said, man, we're going to, you know, call this fanatic. We're just fanatics, and we love fishing for anything and everything, and we're very grateful. Yep. So That's well, how that came about. Fanaticangler.org is our website. Yep, and it's, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram, and y'all do Twitter or anything? Or? Uh, no, we don't do Twitter. You know, you're not yeah. on TikTok or anything no, like that. No, that's a little too much, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's no pictures of Oscar dancing on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> exactly. So, yeah, but, uh, well, man, I can't tell you how much I admire what you guys do. And uh, you're a great friend. And, uh, yes, glad likewise. To know you. And um, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you guys. Um, yes. You've got an awesome team. And um, please, um, if you're listening to this, look them up. If, and if you're in the San Antonio area, you know, check out one of their events. Get signed up and uh, follow along. You know, check out their schedule on their website and stuff. And um, and uh, we will post links to all of this in the show notes. So check that out when uh, you get done listening to the show. And um, we'll have all the links on there. 
And, yeah, uh, that, you know, and I will also say that um, if 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 anyone listening, you know, wants us to go to their community and and put a kids, you know, or family fishing event. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Reach out. You know, I mean, we go to Ingleside. We go to Corpus. You know, we'll we'll go anywhere. Um, uh, last year at the Flatty Daddy, you know, fishing tournament, we had our, uh, well, actually in 2019, we had our uh, kids casting game out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we do a lot of things. Yep. The sky's the limit, man. We can make something happen. Yep. Yeah. So. And, and I'll give you guys a plug. I mean for 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 donations you know if you're Mm -hmm. looking for a program to donate to that supports fishing and education a hundred percent look no further than the fanatic angler foundation so yes thank you you. probably have donation portal on your website or yes ways to do that and um we do you know it's it's a great organization i am always happy to donate trips to you guys and every year man so many y'all have so much support for your banquet you know and throughout the year i mean it's it's awesome so yeah. Um, and yeah. and you know the the all the support you know when we first started out we um man I'll I'll, I'll tell you just really quick cuz I know we've been talking for a long time but we um for about a year and a half you know we were doing these fishing clinics and we were never taking pictures and and i would i would think you know uh and i would tell people we don't we don't take pictures and and we don't put nothing on social media because we don't do it for that but this one man had said so if i was to give you money how do i know what you're doing with it (laughs) and i said whoa man i hit the brakes (laughs) and i said man you're absolutely right so the whole mentality changed you know, and and then my mom said, "Let's go nonprofit and 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 you know, let's ask for help." And and so uh, we did. You know, we uh, we applied, we got it, we started taking pictures and and letting people know what we what we did and what we were gonna do, and things just started falling into place. You know, um, and we were always willing to help someone. Yep, y'all are. It's, it's been good. Well. Um I think we're gonna call this a wrap man y'all yeah uh, man y'all need some rest y'all gotta drive back home tomorrow and that's right and uh return to work for yeah <laughs> uh, yeah mondays so but uh but man thanks again dude i appreciate being on yeah and, thank uh, you very much i can't wait until uh until the summer hopefully do our little road trip to florida and then turn around and come right back and do our coastal brigade deal yeah so, that's right one more time yep so one more time all right oscar well thanks a lot yeah, buddy, man. for thank, being on thank you very much for having me thank you all right yes sir Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. And I uh, really want to thank Oscar for being on and uh, taking the time to, to record the show with us. And um, if you would love to get involved with um, Oscar and the Fanatic Angler Foundation, you can find more on their website. We'll post all the links up and uh, on the show notes and all the social media stuff we've got on there. Just click on those and it'll take you right to them. And, and if you can't, if you don't live close by, you want to donate and help them that way that'd be great also but um you know groups like this that are doing things across the united states are so important right now and and trying to educate and 
and show people other ways they can get out and spend their time together as a family and, and be out in nature and enjoy what God's provided for us. And, and we're just so thankful to know Oscar and, and other groups alike. So, um, you know, if you're across the country, you know, on the East Coast or West Coast, you know, look out for a group in your area and get involved with them. And, and maybe it'll end up being something that you'd like to help out with, you know, later on. And um, that's the way these groups grow. And they rely on support from the public. And without that, you know, they're not, they're just not going to be able to reach as many people. So <clears throat> really hope that, uh, that you uh, can take the initiative and get involved with uh, a local group in your neighborhood. So with that being said, um, wish everybody well. We're kicking off 2021. It's already started out as a crazy year. So, uh, you know, continue praying for everybody that everybody's doing well. And thank you so much for listening to this show. And we would really appreciate if you could go on to iTunes and leave us a review and uh, send us an email, uh, Derek at ImpactOutdoorsPodcast.com with guest suggestions or ideas for future episodes or just want to chat about what we're doing and um, we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we will see you out on the water. Places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.